It is easy for worship leaders to feel alone. There is tremendous pressure on us each week to perform, to lead, and to help direct an amazing experience of worship and connection to God. But it's so overwhelming. There's no place to go to talk through these unique challenges worship leaders face. Welcome to the table. Hey everyone, welcome to the next episode of the of the table. Uh, my name is Jason Squires, and uh, I'm excited about today. Uh, joined by my friend Chris Clayton. Chris, how's it going? Hey, Jason, how you doing, man? Good, good. Uh, it's, uh, how's how's uh, how's life in Tennessee? How's life in Tennessee today is a little bit overcast, but um, the weather's turning nice and fall right now, so that's no. really nice. Nice and fall. That's you got nice all the colors. Fall. You guys got all the colors. Yeah, the colors are gone because uh, the leaves have dropped. But <laughs> it's not like the Northeast where the colors hang on. We have about three and a half days of color, and then it's just <laughs> the wind comes and everything is gone. So <laughs> three and a half days of good color. That's amazing. Hey, but, tell us about you. Tell us about all things, Chris, and um, kind of like tell us about you. Yeah, um, man, um, I'm a Texas native, transplant to Nashville. We've been here about six and a half years. My family and I'm. Married to Kara, my college sweetheart, and um, we have five kids, four boys, all in high school. Um, so y'all pray for us. And, uh, <laughs> and then we have a little girl. Her name's Cambry, and that's uh, she's four, uh, and she's um, she is the uh, the queen bee of the house next to my wife. So that's um, amazing. It's amazing. So it's fun. We actually, we, like I said, we moved here um, from Texas about six and a half years ago. I've been in uh, full time ministry, uh, and it's kind of encompasses a, a, a few hats, uh, been a worship leader and a worship pastor for all of that, uh, traveled around and led worship at various events, whether that was student events, camps, conferences, churchwide events for about uh, 16 years, was on staff at a church in Texas as well, as well. but really also have kind of run tandem in as a songwriter and as a, a record producer, and that's what kind of moved us to Nashville. Um, so um, songwriting and production is full-time, and then I'm at Gateway Church here in Franklin, and those who don't know where Franklin's at, it's about 30 minutes south of Nashville. Um, been here about five and a half years as their worship pastor, so so kind of balance both hats of a, of a record production and songwriting, and then um, uh, here in the local church at Gateway, which I love. I love wearing both hats. It comes with its challenges, and it's you know uh, the balancing of it is is unique, but uh, I love being in both world, or, uh, worlds. So it's great. That's awesome. That's awesome. You uh, uh, so you have. Uh, I, I imagine your daughter is probably the most well-protected female with I, four four older brothers. I actually say that all the time that she's the most protected girl in Nashville ever because <laughs> yes, she has four brothers, uh, age nineteen down to fourteen, and uh, they love her fiercely, and so is her daddy. <laughs> so, yeah, that's right. uh, yeah. So it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting when she starts dating if she starts dating at all. We I don't know if that's possible. May that's not a... be possible at all. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but yeah she's uh she's a she's a gift from the lord we adopted her about uh well four years ago and um god just decided to give us a, a little girl like we've been praying for that's and, amazing uh, man it's it's a cool story for another day but it's yep. uh, it is a it is a gift so my my wife and i we just we while the years are long by the days are long uh the years are short so we we um we kind of just embrace them so i love it I love it. So, family, ministry, record producer, songwriter, guy. You have the whole 
like the whole package and you get to do it all and love it, which I think is, that's a great, it's a great place. And that's, um, I wanted to jump in today. Uh, we're talking about expectations and team, yeah. team, uh, team expectations and working with people. And, um, earlier this month, we talked about the unspoken expectations and how that can create drama in your team. Uh, but when you and I met, uh, you, I actually heard you with your lead pastor talking about your relationship and you guys, um, have just a great working relationship. And so I wanted to dive into that today, talking about staff dynamics. Um, how do you and your lead pastor uh, make sure that you stay on the same page when it comes to ministry and what to expect and kind of like that whole, that whole, uh, you know, especially since you do have a lot of different hats in, in, yeah. in, in different worlds and you're spinning different plates. Um, like how do you, so how do you guys stay on the same page um, sure. in ministry? Yeah. So my pastor's name is Charlie Weir. Uh, he's the founding pastor of here at Gateway Church in Franklin. And um, just to give you a little background, um, moving to Nashville, uh, I actually told God that I didn't really want to be on staff at a church when we moved here. I just wanted to wear one hat for once in my life. <laughs> and um, I did that for about four months before he kind of planted me here. Uh, the previous worship pastor and I were, were close friends, and that's what kind of brought me to you know, me and my family to Gateway. And then um, ended up coming on staff here and love it. Like once I was on, I was like, okay, this, I definitely have purpose. And so Ch Charlie and I met obviously through my, our mutual friend that was already here. And, um, uh, you know, Charlie and I are, and honestly, we're, we're complete opposites in terms of like just create creative and, you know, he's more nuts and bolts, black and white. I can be the typical creative and think, you know, outside the box. And he loves to think outside the box and um, as well, but he, he leans on me for a lot of that. So, um, you know, how we stay on the same page uh, really is a week to week battle because, you know, I'm only technically part time at the church. Okay. Uh, so I am, I am full time production and songwriting. Uh, I'm on the church campus every day. My studio is here at the camp uh, at the campus. And so um, really there are weeks when we get to spend a lot of time together, depending on what my schedule is like, depending on what his schedule is like. There are some weeks where I may see him at staff meeting on Monday at 10 but I may not get to sit down and talk with him again until Sunday morning. Now we're texting sometimes and we're, I mean, we're obviously texting a lot during the week or we're, we're talking, but face to face, you know, with his schedule, if he's got meetings and everything and I've got stuff going on, there's, there's always just a little bit of this. There could be some disconnect sometimes from a personal side of things. But one thing he told me a long time ago, that's really resonated with me. Cause I, I, I struggle with that, honestly, Jason, for a long time of like, man, how do my, how am I supposed to get a sense for what Sunday is supposed to look like? If I'm not spending time with my pastor, who's helping kind of architect what Sunday looks like from a message standpoint, and I, I, I you know, we have one-on-ones every month, and that was one thing I brought up to him, and he, he, I'll never forget, he told me, he's like, man, Chris, as long as you're praying into the Spirit as far as what the Lord would have for us on Sunday, and asking for Him to show up and move, uh, and to just um, flood the room and be amongst our people. I'm praying the exact same thing. There's no way in the world that God's going to give us two different things. He's going to mm. drop the same types of things into our spirit. And even though we may not have some one-on-one -on -one time or complete dialogue, um, the expectations are going to line up every single time. And I will tell you, there's been times, just so let me give you a practical thing. There's been times where like um, I've gone in kind of blind as to what maybe his our response time is uh, on a Sunday morning. So like, you know, he'll, he'll do his message. We always do some back-end worship. We're altar time, ministry time down front. And, um, you know, the, the, the structure guy, I mean, really wants to kind of line up with what he's talking about at the back end. So I'm not just pulling some random song out of the hat to just match up. And there's been times when we have either, he hasn't really known what that's going to look like yet, like on a Friday, 
or I, I haven't had a chance to connect with him. And man, I will just pray through that and this, pick the song. And it's a perfect song for the moment. Like it just, it, you'd be surprised how many times that's happened over the years where um, it's been one of those weeks where we haven't been able to connect as much as we want. And God just aligns things together. And it's, it's a, it's just a beautiful Sunday morning. So um, yeah. So to, to, to put an answer on that, a bow on that answer, it's like, for us, for Charlie and I, it, it really kind of varies week to week in terms of how we connect. And, um, you know, I'm always, he, he, I'm privy to, I'm privy to as a, you know, as a worship pastor to help us kind of see some of the 30,000 foot view of where he wants, wants to go in a series and even long term. Um, but week to week, it's just, it's a, it's very much kind of a challenge for us to kind of line up sometimes just given my schedule, his schedule. Um, but the Lord always, I mean, the Holy Spirit always just kind of anchors it back together. Oh, that's so good. I feel like so many times in ministry, we uh, like we make it too hard and yeah. we make it too difficult. But to just, I mean, uh, to, but to say like, as long as we, as long as we're both going the same direction, like yeah. that's that's the big. I mean, that's the big kind of like box to check every week to go. Hey, like we're moving. Like we're both praying. Like we're both both praying about what the direction looks like. No. God's not going to give you two different answers. No. And I and I love the I love the willingness and the trust that it takes to get to, to be in that space um, and actually help advance what it is that you're doing on Sundays. And yeah. And, and I'll say something to that, the, the willingness and the trust um, is something that had to be earned over time with yeah. my pastor um, because he didn't know me from Adam coming in. He took a chance on me as an associate guy underneath the previous worship pastor and, you know, trusted, trusted me, you know, to the, trusted, the, you know, the, my previous boss to, to bring me on, but that I had to prove, you know, that I, that I understood and respected his leadership and respected where he wanted to go. And at the same time, when he hired me, he, he told me, you know, when I moved into the lead worship pastor role, um, in 2019, he told me, it's like, listen, I don't want a yes, man. You know, I you know, obviously I need you to respect and honor where I'm, where I feel like the Lord is taking us, but part of this relationship is for you to respectfully push back on some things because I want to grow as a pastor and I want to hear other points of view. And so with that, we just have a unique synergy that's really just built on trust and built on um, uh, just working outcome. The outcomes worked, you know? So, um, but that's taken time to, to your point. It's taken time. Yeah. Let me, let me ask you the other side of that question. You know, as a worship leader, if someone's listening right now and thinking like, what if I don't know what my leadership expects from me? Um, you obviously, you, you, you guys have had the conversation and kind of like are continue. It's like an ongoing conversation, but what would you say to the person who's like, I don't know. I don't know what my leadership expects from me. Maybe I feel like I'm walking on eggshells every week, kind of like getting kind of just accomplishing tasks. And, um, you know, we're, we're checking boxes and making sure that, you know, the service is ready in this, but I don't actually know. I don't, I don't know. I didn't know that I was supposed to know what my leadership expects from me or, um, I don't, or I don't know what my leadership expects from me. What would you say to that person? Yeah. I mean, I can give you the simple answer and that's just ask. <laughs> yeah. Oh, true. <laughs> you know, sit down and just, just, you know, it, that feels so simple and it's not so simple sometimes, but I would say, um, I've been in that position, even in this role where I've had to go, you know, like I said, I have one-on-ones with Charlie every month and, and we have more than that. Like he'll, he is, it's not uncommon for him to pop down in my studio slash office and we, and just him, him, him and I just talk and, um, but there's been times over the years that I feel like I felt like he was going to organically um, offer that expectation to me, but and but I really needed to ask what the expectations were like on certain things. And it's not you know he's tr- again trust is there, 
uh, for me to build and me to lead my teams as I'm supposed to. But when it comes to an overarching vision of what he's what I what he views my role as, um, I just had to ask you know some questions to, to get clarity. And I think that's really just the simplicity of it. It's like if you don't have the relationship with your senior pastor the comfortability of with your senior pastor to sit down and ask that, then there's probably something else you need to work out within mm. that relationship. Um, you're, you're in partnership in ministry. Everybody, every staff member should be in, you know, your co-laborers of Christ, as the word puts it, like you're, you're in partnership to attain the goal of, of reaching people for the gospel of Jesus. Like that's the goal. So, if there's not a friendship, a healthy friendship with your senior pastor, then that needs to be cultivated because then that's going to help you break down that wall of you sitting down and asking hard questions about vision. Um, if, if there's a if there's an issue with you asking hard questions about vision and you feel like you won't be heard, then again, there needs to probably be some, another layer pulled back within your relationship. But Charlie and I have a great relationship that I could sit down and I can I can ask, I can challenge respectfully, and he's going to hear my heart. At the end of the day, I respect his leadership, but at the end of the day. It's all about just asking, like, you know, don't, don't let it fester up in you and bottle up in you because that's going to end up exploding on your relationship one day. And then that's, that's a whole nother podcast, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but what I'm getting at is build the relationship as, as, a, a, as a, not just a peer to peer relationship. Obviously there's, there's a hierarchy there of your pastoring you, but he, you need to be able to build this relationship where you feel like you can express things, ask things, and he can, he or she can ask, you know, say things back to you as well. It's amazing. I love how you said that's another podcast. I was just thinking the title, like the explosion of the worship leader, or like some type go. of some type of explosion. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, and I I love the I love what you said there about it. Just literally comes back to uh, communication and open dialogue yeah. and relationship and um and there's there may be more that you have to unpack, but the healthy relationship is what's going to help you drive that forward and what's going to help you continue uh, continue doing that. So yeah. as you're as you're building uh, like teams of people and kind of working with people, I mean, obviously I love, I like these kind of things flow from the top down. Mm -hmm. And so talk to us about like, so now that uh, Charlie has this relationship with you and now you're, now you have your, you you have a team underneath of you that is, that is helping execute Sunday mornings. What is the key to building a team that's excited to serve? Like that's Mm -hmm. excited to do, um, what we're asking them to do on a Sunday morning, kind of um, walk us through that. Yeah, I love this question because when I first came on as worship pastor here, that was something I really wanted to do was create um, a community of people who felt excited to be to be you know serving on Sunday mornings. And so for my team, you know, we call it the worship ministry, worship team, whatever, but it encompasses everybody that's on platform and behind the scenes in production. Um, so that's kind of my my collective team. Um, and one thing I really that I put in place um, that I was was called it's called team nights and some of y'all may do team nights and uh, here that was kind of a, a new concept and so what do I mean by team nights every quarter we get together um, usually on like a Friday night or Saturday night and uh, it's the whole time it's the only time four times a year that our collective worship team both those that play an instrument serving vocals. Um, in production behind the scenes are all in the same room at the same time. So I've got a team of about, about 55, 60 uh, here at Gateway. And obviously they don't all serve at the same time because, you know, they're on rotations and, um, you know, different services or different Sundays. And so this is the only time we get to be together as a collective ministry. It's about four times a year. And I really wanted this t- time to f- um, to be fun. Uh, you know, there's nights where we do more um, more serious spiritual things, like we'll, we'll lead worship and I'll share a little bit, you know, about 
um, team building or whatever. Uh, but most of the diets that we do and have done in the past have been like, just like we eat, of course, everybody's got, we have to have dinner. Like it's, it's, it's a given. Um, we usually do like a game night or we've done uh, like a pool party or something like that. It's just supposed to be a hangout time. But the, the, the central, the cent, uh, central part of this whole night is built, is built around. I want them to feel valued. Mm. Um, I want them to hear thank you from me. And, and I, I, and, and we tell them thank you every Sunday for serving. We put it on our flow sheets. We write little notes of encouragement to our, to our team. Um, but these are nights that was important to me to invest financially, to invest time-wise into hanging out with them and just show them that they're valued. So to answer your question, um, a, a team that, that feels excited to serve on Sunday is a team that feels valued um, completely any, uh, throughout, the, throughout the year. And so when someone feels valued, if some, someone feels valuable to be used in, in their capacity, they want, to keep, they want to keep coming back to serve because they're not, they don't, they're not just seen as someone who's just checking a box on a planning center. They're seeing someone who is helping usher someone into worship that day. Or even if they click a mouse or even if they just you know, push a fader up, like they're, they're encouraged and, and they're seen as valuable to the whole formula of making Sunday a success, if you will. So um, those those days and those those team nights are really just designed to say, "Hey, thank you. Um, we're going to hang out. I'm going to provide childcare for you, so you don't have to worry about you know your kids. Like I want you to come and just hang out. You know, see people you don't always get to see because you don't get to serve with them, but feel valued that you are you are you are being a part of a team here that's a gateway that some people point people to Jesus. Oh, that's amazing. Now, do you do at those nights? Is it just hang out, or is or do you do you mix training and training in there at all? Or is yeah. that something separate that you guys have done? Yeah. So it's it, it, when we first started these, I always took the very first one um, in the very first quarter, which is usually February for us. And I, we use that more of a kind of a hit the, hit the reset button. Um, we've had, you know, we've had some new people coming in to the team at the latter part of the year before. Um, this is kind of their first one. And so I'll use that to kind of explain our, what I call five pillars of, of worship ministry. And so I'll kind of give a kind of a overarching talk in terms of what um, we we kind of stand on as a worship ministry and um, I'll give some 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 encouragement towards that and reminder refreshment of that usually have some worship time in that one uh, but the other ones man in the past we've had everything from like we've rented inflatables and had a barbecue out here at the church and just hung out we did a pool party at one of our team members houses past time we've done um, breakfast and karaoke nights you know I mean <laughs> I want them to feel like they're having a good time because yep. we you know we spend so much time being quote unquote serious on a Sunday towards the goal of leading worship and that's great uh, but the most of the year I just want them to feel like man we're having a great time and we get to hang out and there's no pressure and we're building community we're building relationships one of our pillars is is called uh, we, we said we want to be a team that uh, doesn't just coexist but has community so it's real easy to coexist on a Sunday morning where you barely know the person's name next to you on the stage but community is when everything hits the fan you know you can call on that person that stands next to you on the stage and so that's that's the value that I want to create and that's what's going to keep people coming back and be excited about serving so good which uh, which leads me so nicely to my next question. Um, how does defining what we expect from our team help advance our mission? Like as yeah. we as you are thinking through these things and like team nights and planning and relationships and building, like how does defining that and defining like this is what we expect, this is who we are, help us advance what it is that we're doing? Yeah. Well, I think the easy answer to that is just it um, it, it gets it, 
when you define values, like for us, you know, we call them pillars or the core values that we stand on. It's, it's, you know, it's the five things and it's, it's everything from, you know, the authority of God's word to the, to the coexisting versus community to the, the, we value the Holy Spirit's leading on a Sunday. And there's, there's some others obviously in between there. Um, when those are defined and, and even if when you get to the sub sub ones, if you will, of like, just like what's expected of you as a musician to come prepared, to, to learn your songs, to, to be, be on time. Like when those expectations, whether they're little nitty gritty housekeeping things to the overarching kind of more um, doctrinal or, or team foundational things, when those are clearly exp- explained, then when issues come up, you have something to point back to as a, as, as a shepherd and as a worship pastor to help course correct when you have to course correct. That's happened to me on my team where I've had to actually sit down and go, hey, look, you know these expectations. You know what we're, you know, when I've had to go back and do a little bit of a butt kicking on, you know, to get the band like, hey, you come prepared on Sunday. Like, you know, this is not practice. This is rehearsal. We're putting it all together. You know this. This has been part of our team, you know, mandates, if you will, or just, you know, foundational things. Like, that's that's when you when you explain those things and when you have something to to push back to and and refer back to um with your team and it's even on hard issues when there's more like a moral a moral situation or something like that when those are defined clearly as far as what it looks like then you have again as a leader you have something to fall back on um and so then there's never a question um when when you when you don't explain that to your team and or or present them um then you have not, you don't have really have a leg to stand on in terms of well I should you should have known this well if you didn't explain it then you never did know it mm. um so there, you know that's just part of that's part of the nitty gritty you know dirty part sometimes of of worship ministry and pastoring is like when you have a team you have to set parameters and foundational things so they know what to expect they know what's expected of them they know what's expected of you as a worship pastor like there's there are expect you know I set expectations from for that they can receive from me so I'll give you one like I, they know they're going to get songs by Thursday at noon every single week. And that's, and they know with that, they're going to get a chart. They're going to get an MP3. That's a very small nitty gritty housekeeping thing. But they also know that, you know, when it, when it comes down to it, I expect them to take those resources that I give them and come prepared. So there's, it's a give and take on those things. I love it. I love it. Um, so we call this podcast, the table. Um, and, uh, and I know you guys do one really do something really well in, in Tennessee and that's eat well, you My guys, goodness. you guys yes. know how to do food. And we, you, you, <laughs> you alluded to it a minute ago with like, we eat, we, I was always food every time always. we get together. Yep. Um, so if I was to come over to the Clayton house for dinner, what, what are we having? What's on your, what's on the table? So man, um, my wife will tell you that, um, I, you know, she can cook, but she's like, you can cook. So, like, and I, and I take that. Like, I take, you know, I, you take own it. I can own that. Uh, I'm, I'm a big food fan in terms of like, just I love cooking. Like, mm. it's ever since I was younger. And um, so, when you ask me this question, I, what would I serve, Jason Squires? Um, I would, I would probably have to default to my barbecue. Um, Nothing wrong with that. You know, I, I'm a barbecue. I've, I've got a smoker. And so because I'm from Texas, we would have brisket for sure. Um, some, some great Texas brisket um, with all the trimmings. Um, and I would send you home some with some as well because it'll be enough to send you home some. <laughs> well, then that needs to happen because that sounds delicious. Yeah. A... And, and here's the thing, though. So Tennessee is, is known for its pork. And so I'm from Texas, right? So that's known for its beef. So we moved here and I went to go get a brisket and there was like only one in the grocery store deli or meat meat case or whatever. 
um, that was a, almost a red flag to move back <laughs> because there, just, there was only one. Because in Texas, they're all over. I mean, you go to the you know you go to the butcher and they're all over. But um, it's, it's getting better honey, here. Put it back in the van. We're going. We're going right. back we're, to we're, Texas. We're leaving. Um, but it's it's getting better. Um, and so I'm I'm determined to keep the uh, the brisket on the forefront of Tennessee uh, mouths here in Nashville. So that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, during COVID, I I. Uh, I was you know forced to be home all the time, so I bought a smoker and like I was yeah. like, if I have to be home all day, I might as well smoke the meat. And now that's all we eat is oh, man. stuff off the smoker and the and barbecue and if it can't be cooked outside. It's like I I just want to just makes it better. I don't know what it is about it, but it makes it better. My Instagram followers are mostly just people who smoke meat. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's people I follow. So I mean, everybody who just you know, and I just I got I got Thanksgiving recipes coming up that I cannot wait to try. So. One of my kids, we were at a church a while back, and uh, they were they were she was telling some facts about family, and I learned this later. She said, "Yeah, my dad, he smokes a lot. He's like he smokes a lot," and. And then, and then one of my like, yeah, afterwards, I was talking to the the, to the teacher, and I was like, "I'm meat smokes yes, meat. I'm yes, a smoker. Yes, yes, I don't. Carnivore. I'm not a smoker. I'm a carnivore. I like to eat, make the food." And <laughs> anyway, so I thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, have you have you jumped into other things? Like I've been smoking cream cheese and salsa and all I of just, the things. I just did cr- smoked cream cheese about a couple weeks ago, and I created this thing. I didn't come up with it, but. You know, there's there's the whole charcuterie boards that you know that's all frilly. Yep. I and I'm not, I can't. Please don't steal this, listeners. But um, this chart, the charcuterie board, I'm going to start that. I'm sure it's out there already, but I, I created it. I put it in a skillet, and I had like sausage and like um, like some other other manly meat things, and then you know, of course, all the Fritos and stuff to, to dip this the cream cheese. I, we got to stop talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, but I think to your point, I, I've I've done ribs, I've done pulled pork, I've done the cream cheese, I've so case, smoked queso is a good thing. Um, um gosh, I, I, yeah, I, there's a lot of different things that I'm trying. That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, I love it. So, hey, how do we connect with you? What's what are yeah. some ways we can connect with Chris Clayton? Sure. Um, Instagram is a great way. Um, at, at Chris Clayton Music is the handle. Um, ChrisClaytonMusic.com is my website, and which is kind of houses more of my songwriting production stuff. And then the church is GatewayFranklin.com. Um, for those that want to, if you're ever in the area, come on by. I'll buy you lunch. So I love it. I love it. Hey, man, I appreciate you hanging out today. Appreciate you uh, wow. taking time to share to share with us uh, the uh, what you've learned and what you're what you're learning and actively doing in ministry. It's just it's so good to have, sit down and then have these conversations. Well, thanks for doing this podcast and encouraging worship leaders. And uh, appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. We will see everybody next week. <laughs>